This is a messianic study of the book of Romans. It's given in a midrashic setting, which is audience participation. It was given during the months of June through August 2008. The discussion leader is John Behrens. He's pastor of Restoration Messianic Fellowship. You can reach our website at www.crimsonthread.com. There you can find this study in its entirety as well as other resources for your messianic study of the scriptures. This discussion has been edited and a number of the comments have been either truncated or removed for clarity and continuity. Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore, okay, therefore, in other words, because of all this argument that we have just come up, come to up to here, we now do a therefore. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Messiah Yeshua from the law of sin and death. Notice it does not set you free from the Torah. Because in back in verse 25, we had the Torah contrasted with the law of sin and death. So the law of sin and death cannot be the Torah down here in chapter 8. We all, we all together on this? Okay. And, and again, I have had people jump right into the middle of Romans 8 with me and said, the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the law of Moses. And they'll just, you will not be able to blast them off there with dynamite. Okay. And, and what I'm telling you is that's not correct. The law of sin and death is the principle that he has talked about, about the sins of the flesh. And what he's saying is the spirit of life, which is the Holy Spirit, has set him free from the law of sin and death. In other words, you are now no longer a slave. That's why we went through the riff on slavery. You're free. Okay, and that's why he uses the, uses the term slave. Because slave and free are antithetical. So having been set free, you are no longer a slave of sin and death. Okay? For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Here the law means Torah. Okay? Because remember, he has talked previously about knowing the Torah, but not being able to obey it because of the strength of his flesh. Okay? And what he's saying is, the effect that the Torah had on him while he was still a slave to sin was to increase sinfulness. Okay? And the Torah was not sufficient by itself to blast him loose from being a slave to sin. That took God. So what he's saying is, it's the power of God that has set him free not obedience to the Torah, because he wasn't very good at that. For, law, for God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. So again, what he's done is he has brought his Son to take on the flesh and condemned the sin that flesh is, subjected, is subject to. That, that's us. 
He condemned the sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. And again, you've got to hearken back to the rift that he did on Abraham and Adam. Okay? Where you had Adam, by his act of disobedience, brought death into the world. And after Adam's disobedience, death killed every child, Adam himself, and every child subsequent to that, even though some of those children may never have been in rebellion. They still died because of Adam. So what he's saying is now Messiah, by the same principle that Adam caused Adam's sin to kill us, by that same principle, the obedient death of Messiah backs out that death that Adam brought in. This, this is very narrow logic chopping, that, you know, it's rabbinic logic. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned the sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Okay. Remember, we've just talked about the flesh and the fact that sin dwells in the flesh, and sin in the flesh is uncontrollable, by the mere force of the law. But what he's saying now is, if you walk according to the Spirit, you've got a shot at controlling the flesh. Okay? For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And again, this goes right back to Musar again. Okay? If you walk out your life looking down in the gutter, that's what you're going to think about. And that's what's going to feed you. And it's just going to be a self-fulfilling, uh, repeating thing in your life. If, however, you elevate your eyes and you look at the light of God and you work on perfecting your character as described in the Torah, you won't have time to have your mind in the gutter. To set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirits is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Hello. We're back to the Torah again. Indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit. If in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, through the body, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus or Yeshua from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now we've got a whole bunch of stuff there. Back in verse 7, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. It's hostile because it does not submit to the law. And if you get into a spiral of not submitting to the law, you get more and more hostile. You spiral down. Okay? So now he's contrasting that with you, however, are not in the flesh but in the spirit. Well, what does that then say about your relationship to God's law? Yes. Okay? So if you're hostile to God's law and that confirms you in the flesh and you spiral down and just keep going flesher and flesher and flesher because you're not submitting to the law, what then are you doing when you are submitting to the Spirit? You are obeying God's law. Again, 
grammatical parallelism. Okay, nothing more than logic here. Perfectly good Greek term for those of you who like logic. Uh, where am I here? Um, and interesting, if the spirit, verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Yeshua from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Interesting. This ain't talking about going to heaven and, and having a harp in the by and by. Okay? Because what does the Torah claim? What does the Torah claim about itself? It gives life. And the Torah is not talking about going to heaven. It's talking about having life in this earth, in this body. That's what it says. Those who, does, who do these commandments, by them they will live. And that is not as in living according to a principle. It is the principle brings life. So what Paul is saying here is he's going right back to Torah. If he who raised Yeshua Messiah or Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and one more thing before I go. And, and oh, by the way, why is the spirit who dwells in you important here? Because it allows you to defeat the flesh. The spirit in you is what allows you to defeat the flesh and walk according to God's Torah. Verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Messiah, providing we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And the suffering with him goes back to the baptism you got to die. And that's what the baptism was. Remember, you go through the mikvah and you come up the other side and you're born again. So you've got to symbolically die. Pass through the waters, come back up on the far side, and you then switch sides. Okay? You change sides from being a slave to sin to being a slave of God. One of the things that we talk about in here there's two ditches as you go down through your life. There's the ditch on one side of lawlessness, which is where most of the Sunday church is. There's also the ditch of what I will call legalism, which is where a lot of the rabbinic Jews are. Not all, but a lot. As we walk down this road, for us, the ditch on my right hand, which is legalism, is really tempting. Okay, but it really doesn't matter which ditch you're in, you're in the ditch. Okay, and being in one ditch is no better than being in another ditch. Although perhaps in the right hand ditch of lawlessness, you're at least well behaved. 
okay? But, but understand that it takes the Spirit of God to help you overcome your flesh so that you can stay in the middle. And when you're in the middle, walking according to the Spirit of God, then God's Torah is life and freedom. And the example I use is uh, talking about Ray. Ray understands the laws of music. And because Ray understands the laws of music, he can sit down at a piano and make music. I don't understand the laws of music. So if I sit down on the piano, I can press all the keys that Ray can press. But what comes out when I press the keys is not music, it's noise. Because I don't know the law. Now, because Ray does know the law, is he then free to improvise? Absolutely. He can sit down and write his own music. He can improvise. He can do all sorts of things and it all sounds good. I don't have any of that ability. Okay? Because I don't know the law. The law is what lets you get the music out of life. Okay? That's its purpose. It is the thing that brings the music out of your life. And to go through your life ignoring that, you wind up with lives that very often are a mess. And I will tell you that lots and lots of Sunday Christians who have ordered lives walk pretty well according to the Torah. They just won't admit it. Okay? And, you know, they'll, they'll bend over and do backflips to stay away from the law of Moses. But if they have well-ordered lives, they typically do walk pretty orderly. In their own ways, as orderly as I walk. And, you know, I, I go off the path just like anybody else does. I just go off the path in different places. Okay? So, understand here that as I am hammering on the Torah, I am not saying that without the help of God and the swap of a stony heart for a flesh heart that you can do this. Okay? I'm not saying work salvation. I'm not saying, you know, just roll your own and move along. That's not what I'm saying. And that's not what Paul is saying. And by the way, that's not what Abraham would have said, and that's not what David would have said, and that's not what Moses would have said. Yeah. And and as you go through the Torah, if you find a command that you don't understand, just do it anyway. And at some point, you will start to understand it. Obey first. It's it's like Israel said, "We will obey, and then we will understand." That's the Hebrew way of doing things. Do what you're supposed to do. Obey it. And as you walk in obedience over a period of time, you'll discover that it starts to speak to your spirit.